Time for business with Nicholas Poynton. Kia ora, Nicholas. An energy leader says fossil fuels, fuels will be key to energy security. Kia ora, Mani. Yes, the outgoing chief executive of Genesis Energy says there will continue to be a role for coal and gas power generation in New Zealand beyond 2030. The comments run counter to the government's pledge to completely decarbonise energy generation by the end of the decade, about 84% of which is already renewable. Mark England says the sector will be able to reach the high 90s through the development of grid-scale wind and solar farms, but he says there will need to be there will be a need for coal and gas otherwise known as thermal generation, to guarantee energy security. Now that thermal needs to be there when the wind stops blowing or when the lakes are low. And you can't change that fundamental physical weather dependency in a weather-dependent renewable system. And so to do that, New Zealand's going to need two things. It's going to need short-term peaking, meaning you can turn a power station on really quickly for an evening peak in winter when the wind drops out and it's going to need some dry year support so you can run a power station for many weeks maybe even months during a dry period those are two quite different things but when you get towards 2030 maybe into the 2030s and you're 95 96 97 percent renewable they'll be used very rarely but when they're needed they'll be really really needed Mark England is leaving Genesis after six years in the top job. The government is currently studying the practicality of a massive storage lake in the South Island to provide a dry year energy backup. Investors are ploughing money into healthcare technology startups through Callaghan Innovation's Tech Incubator Programme, that is. The, the public private programme provides startups with commercialisation support made up of a $750,000 repayable grant from Callaghan to, and $250,000 in private investment. It's been responsible for more than $90 million in investment and 130 jobs since its relaunch in 2020. Callaghan Chief Executive Stefan Korn says health tech has been a major beneficiary. We were a little bit surprised that it's, it's health tech because it's obviously quite an involved field that, that requires a lot of investment over you know, long periods. Well, it's a highly specialized field, and so it's not uh, obviously general health so much, but it's specifically around the use of technology and smart devices in particular in, in health. That's Callaghan Innovation Chief Executive Stefan Korn. The Reserve Bank releases its latest monetary statement in little over 90 minutes, with a 50 basis point rise in the cash rate expected, the fifth big rise in succession, lifting the benchmark rate to 3.5%, its highest in seven years. And its short statement is expected to continue with the familiar hawkish tone of the need to keep taking firm action to get inflation under control. But there will be interest in how much importance it gives to the uncertain outlook, and in particular the global situation. That seemed to weigh on the Reserve Bank of Australia yesterday, which surprised with a smaller-than-expected rate rise of 25 basis points to 2.6%. KPMG Australia's senior economist Sarah Hunter says it seems the RBA thinks it doesn't need to be as aggressive as other central banks around the world. Perhaps they're now looking to assess the impact and really see it come through before they they jump again. And worth keeping in mind, compared to other countries, the inflation rate here is lower. Our economy has been able to balance demand and supply better. Um, There's not as much of a gap to close. So we shouldn't expect necessarily that the RBA will uh, go as hard as other central banks have to and are doing so at the moment. 
The uncertainty around the world is reflected in the thinking of the US Federal Reserve officials as well. Mary Daly, the president of the San Francisco Federal Reserve and a member of the Rate Setting Committee, highlights the potential energy crisis in Europe caused by the Ukraine war and the squeeze on household finances. Central banks across the world are tightening simultaneously to bring back down inflation. So I think the real risk that all of us are, are grappling with is how do we work in this global situation while we need to work on getting domestic inflation down. And the, the commitment that we have is to do our very best. We have a narrow path for a softer landing, but we, the path is not closed and we're committed to trying our best to achieve it. And the Reserve Bank of New Zealand decision is out at 2 o'clock this afternoon and you can be sure we'll have full coverage of that for you. Well, it's just gone 25 minutes past 12, which means it's time to catch up now on the markets. Joined now by Ed Glennie from Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon to you, Ed. Good afternoon, Nicholas. Well, Ed, the markets have a lot to digest today. How are they looking, the local market, that is? That's right. Look, we're up stronger. Uh, we're up nearly 100 points. So it's at uh, 11,188, the NZX50. Obviously, a lot of expectation, as you mentioned, around whether we go 25 basis points or 50, which is priced in. So the market uh, wanting perhaps that uh, that lower hike. Um, Genesis Energy, who was referred to earlier in the bulletin, up $0.04 cents to $2.75. Other movers that are significant, the Warehouse Group up 15 cents, nearly 5%, at $3.25, and Vista Group is uh, at 158, which is up a little over 3% on yesterday's price. Oh, Ed, as you mentioned there, the RBA decision came in a little bit lower than what was expected yesterday, uh, led to a mighty surge in the ASX. How's it looking so far? That's right. Yesterday was the uh, the highest day in uh, in two years for the ASX. Obviously, the market uh, excited if uh, if interest rates are, are in fact pausing, or, or at least uh, cut less. Uh, so we're up again strongly at one um, up 104 points, so 6,803 for the ASX 200. Zero is is quite a strong mover. Um, that's up uh, nearly $3, so it's $78.97 a share, and and pretty much red mostly across the screen. And how is the New Zealand dollar looking? Uh, New Zealand dollar is, is uh, against the Australian dollar, is currently 88.1 cents Australian, 57.3 against the US dollar, buying 82.6 Japanese yen. Uh, against the British pound is, is spot uh, 0.50, bang there on the mark, and uh, against the euro, buying 0.574. And Ed, that just leaves interest rates, oil and gold. So bank, three-month bank bills currently, Nicholas, are at 3.86%. Ten-year uh, government bonds are at 4.055. West Texas Intermediate is at 86.4 US dollars a barrel. And finally, spot gold is $1,725 an ounce. Thank you for that, Ed. That's Ed Glennie from Hobson Wealth Partners with our Markets Update. And that's business for now. The team will be back with a wrap of the day's news and numbers at around half past five in Checkpoint. But back to you now, Marnie. Kia ora, Nicholas.